What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house with a buddy of mine I just met recently, actually, man. But we, we've hit it off. I was on his show, and now he's on my show. His name's Carrie Jack. He's a lifestyle entrepreneur, author, podcast host, professional actor, model. Wait till you see this one picture I'm looking at. <laughs> Biohacker, <laughs> eco-warrior, martial artist, and a humanitarian striving to make a positive impact on this planet. Man, that's a list of things. I thought my list was big. <laughs> <laughs> he split time growing up on the beaches of Sarasota, Florida, and in the mountains of Red Lodge, Montana, where he first learned the art of balanced lifestyle. Man, there's like a lot of stuff on here. I mean, he's done modeling for like Home Depot. Burberry, like that's a combination, like wild, awesome combination. Uh, Cadillac, he's been in some movies. Man, this dude's all over the place. You can check him out even further if you want to, but let's find out what he's made of. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, C-Rock, for having me, man. I really appreciate it, and I'm honored to be here. Yo, I enjoyed being on your show, man, and uh, I had some, you know, found some alignment with us, man, and I, I really appreciate that, so I'm honored to have you on my show. But look, we stick with the tradition here. We always start the show with this question. What are you made of, Kerry? Persistent consistency, brother. That's what I'm made of. Not Persistent quitting. consistency. I love it. Those are, my, those are some of my words, man. Some of my, like, my main, main words I have to think about every single day. Yeah. So why do, you, why do you say that? I think that's been the one thing that's excelled me forward. You know, it, it hasn't always been pretty. You know, went through plenty of trials and tribulations along the journey to get where I'm at. And I think persistent consistency has been the recipe for whatever success I've had thus far and what I will continue to have. Now, but what are you being persistent and consistent on, though? That's a question, too, isn't it? It is. And it depends on whatever season of life I'm into. Obviously, as you heard in the bio, I'm kind of, I got some questionable advice from a Kung Fu master and Taoist priest who's trained me since a boy. And he said, Kerry, always have seven plates spinning at once. Therefore, if one fall, you still have six plates. So I was like, okay, I'll just have one foot in the entertainment world and one foot in the entrepreneur game and one foot as a humanitarian and one foot you know, here and now as an author. And so I was like, I've always been doing lots of different things. So it depends on which one I'm really focused on at that given moment to persistently consist through whatever adversity strikes. Yeah. So take me back then. Take me back to being a kid. Like we're like... What was it like growing up in Florida and what kind of family did you have? Well, I had a broken family, honestly, man. You know, my dad, he was a mechanic and had a busy repair shop. And then my mom was a chiropractor. And essentially, you know, she got knocked up on the first go and they weren't really destined to be together, but they tried to stick it out for the fam and for my brother and sister and I. And, you know, probably would have been better if they split sooner, just with all the emotional and physical abuse and trauma. And at age nine, they did end up splitting my age nine. And uh, yeah, up until that point, you know, we had love in, in our lives, no question from both parties, but there was, there was plenty of adversity and mental illness. And I actually 
I had a very bad stutter. I couldn't speak. I, I was dropped as a kid on my head, which probably explains a lot. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just uh, put a little joke in there. Yeah, oh, man, it's so 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 serious, and then a little joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, now I could laugh. I wasn't funny at the time, but nah, uh, nah. yeah, man, I couldn't speak. And so after years of not speaking right and banging my head on the the walls in pure frustration, my mom, being a chiropractor and healer as she was um, and is, used chiropractic care to adjust my cranial sacrum and, and move the, the pieces in my brain and like relieve this pressure. And so I finally got my speech back. And then, you know, we unfortunately dealt with a lot of mental illness in the family, you know, a lot of um, suicide uh, threats. And I actually ended up moving 24 times before the age of 18 due to mm. uh, my mom's illness. And yeah, it was not the easiest of childhoods. I got into drugs and, you know, some gang shit. I know I don't look like it, but I was up to it and uh, had the FBI after me and my brother for a while. Because we were, I could say this now because there's statute of limitations. We were printing fake money and we were printing fake goodies and we're up to no good, man. And I uh, learned the hard way. I had a kind of an interesting path because, you know, there was a breaking point. I finally ended up in jail and that was the breaking point for me. I was like, I don't want to go down this path anymore. And what'd you get caught yeah, for? Yeah, man. It, peeing in public. Yep. Out of all the things. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> out of all the things, man. I was doing that. I was doing that one time in, uh, in New York City. Or Hoboken. I can't remember if I was in Hoboken or New York City. And I, I, I'm from Maryland, you know, whatever. And I, I'm, uh, man, I had to go. And it's snowing out. And I go between these two buildings and I'm, I'm taking a, a leak by the wall. And this uh, cop, I think it was a New York City cop's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Put that away. Come here. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't come here. And, I, and then he's like, what are you doing, man? You can't do that. And I'm like, this is what we do where I'm from. Like, man, like we got to pee. We go outside and pee by the building. You know, and yeah. Yeah, luckily I didn't, get, I didn't get arrested. But man, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, and well, they then they ended up finding the fake money and the fake ID that I had on me, which didn't help. And, yeah. you know, it was it was a bunch of shit, but I ended up turning my life around and, and I made a conscious choice to, you know, use my powers of hustling for good. And, um, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart and I haven't always been a happy hustler. And so I kind of went through this entrepreneurial journey, but I burnt out, man. And I think it's this glorified entrepreneurial grind culture right now that is causing a lot of burnout. And for me, you know, I'll fast forward to when I, after I righted my wrongs and started to operate with pure integrity, I ended up in New York City, your spot, and uh, was mm -hmm. basically launching a tech startup with my brother, business partner, and best friend. And you know, we were soliciting this seven-figure VC funding deal, and is this the same brother that that was going on with the other hustle back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah, he turned, <laughs> his, he turned himself around too. Good, we, good, good. Yeah, he's. A, you should see what he's up to now. We have this massive eco business that's fighting the plastic pollution epidemic and climate change, and we're like completely different wow. people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, again, I mean, I was doing it all for the wrong reasons in New York, man. We were striving for profit and success and working 100 plus hour weeks and getting less than five hours of sleep, man. And you know, I burn out after getting the seven-figure VC funding deal and partnerships with Microsoft and IBM. We ended up you know, having to call it quits and we folded the company, said no to the deals. And I moved to Bangkok, Thailand for about 10 months and figured out a better way to work and live and kind of put the happy back in my hustle. And so that's where the happy hustle was born. And now I'm on a path to really empower others to combat 
imbalance in an unfulfilled life with a better way. Now we'll get into that in a second because I want to hear some hacks. But um, how did you get into acting or and modeling? I got scouted when I was like 15 by this little scam agency down in Florida, my brother and I, and you know they take your money, sign you up, put you on the website, and then. They never ended up booking us any work, even though the clients wanted to book us. They were just in the business signing people up. And then I just kind of said, oh, I guess I maybe can do it. In college, I I, uh, submitted my calves for a Crocs, you know, those fashionable plastic clogs. Yeah. uh, Crocs camp. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said your calves? You took a picture of your calves and said, hey, check these out. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, I got a college scholarship to play soccer, so I I had decently strong legs. Awesome. And uh, so I was in my English class, and I popped out to the bathroom, and this kid walked in. I'm taking pics of my calves in the bathroom. It's very <laughs> very awkward, but I submitted. I'm booked a gig, and then I just kept rolling from there. I went to Barcelona, uh, lived there for nine months, and you know, kind of got scouted again from an agency, and. Next thing I know, I was shooting at the uh, Barcelona beach, you know, with this really high-end photographer and all these things. And it kind of kick-started my career with these really quality portfolio picks. And then I booked a degree deodorant commercial. And then I, you know, started doing Second City Improv in Chicago for three and a half years. And that really helped me like learn how to audition and use improv. And I think all entrepreneurs should actually study and practice improv. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the best skills you can have. Life's improv. But yeah. that was such great training. A lot of comedy greats have come out of the Second City in Chicago. And then were, I you just with, kept, hey, were, you know, were you with anybody at the time though? When you were there, was there anybody that we would know? Well, there's you know Tina Fey and Will when Ferrell. You were, when you were there, well, they were yeah, they would come in. I would see them, you know, because yeah, yeah. um, I I ended up volunteering there. I ended up bartending there. I did anything I could to just be around the talent. So I would see people all the time, you know who were coming in and out. And that's what another little lesson within the story is when you find a great environment for learning lessons and and getting you closer to your goal, do everything in your power to put yourself in that environment as frequently as possible. Immersion, right? Exactly. Total immersion. Like if you want to learn Spanish, go to Spain, you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. that's how you'll learn it the fastest. That's what I did. Anyway, man, that's kind of how I got into it. I ended up at the peak of my career, probably you know, it's premature to say that being only 32, but at the peak of my, when I was fully in it, in uh, the acting and modeling world, I was repped by Wilhelmina and uh, Abrams artists and innovative artists and then next models and some of the top talent agencies in the world, you know, and I was, I've worked with Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I've worked with people like the top fashion models that you've probably seen, but probably don't know their name and mm-hmm. random yep. people in between. It's just really cool yep. to kind of have that experiences in my life. And I'm grateful for them. And then so acting, how like you, you went to the improv and then how did you start getting gigs for acting and what kind of acting did you do? So you, with the acting industry, if you want to be taken serious, you need an agent, you know, and oftentimes a manager. So I would seek representation, in whatever city I was in. And once I started building my chops, I would be introduced from, let's say, my Miami agent to my New York agent, you know, and that's kind of how it works. There's, there's a lot of interconnectivity, and then I would just go on auditions. You know, a, a role for Chicago Fire would come up. It's a hey, token white guy for this. You know, I was like, okay, I can do that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me my lines. And so, you know, you go there, you do your thing, you hope you book it. You know, it's just kind of, again, people don't realize like 
the entertainment world that looks glamorous on the surface, but at any given moment, there's a 97% unemployment rate, meaning mm-hmm. 97% of actors and models are not working on any given day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you think about that, like you are very lucky to be booked and getting the job. And so sometimes you just take what you can get in the early stages. And then as you grow and evolve your book and your portfolio, you then evolve and take on and are, and are able to be more selective. And for me, the greatest lesson throughout that modeling and acting has just been how to persevere past rejection because every single day you're going on job interviews. You're basically going and putting yourself out there. And one of the things that was such a catalyst in my journey was when I brought my fuck it bucket to my auditions. And that is like basically dumping. And this was a phrase my improv um, teacher at Second City taught me. Bring your fucking bucket, you dump it on stage in front of the audition, and you just don't give a fuck. And you just be unapologetically yourself, and whatever happens, happens. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Because up until that point, I was just like trying to be whatever I thought they wanted. Yeah, nah. And and it just doesn't work. And the, nah, the, dude, because you, you're not yeah. in alignment with yourself, and then you have conflict, right? Yeah. So just be yourself, and then find the people that want you. Exactly. Man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's just a great lesson for everyone listening: is you know, be unapologetically yourself. Don't compare and despair yourself to anyone else out there. Like, just be real, be you, be vulnerable, and just give it everything you got. And what, what was your like goal, your real big target, your mission when you were acting and, and modeling? Like, what did you really want at the end of the day if everything went perfect? Well, my goal is to write, direct, star, and produce my own feature film series. And that's and what still, I'm working on. You still on right want now. to do it. You still want to do yeah. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I've been drafting my, my script and I, uh, I've been kind of focused on right now my book for my business, The Happy Hustle, mm-hmm. getting that out. But in the background, I've been like writing for my, my series and I have. You know, a bunch of directors and producers and, and crew that I've been like slowly acquiring throughout my journey in, in the entertainment world to put together this A team to put out this series that I think will re- make a real positive impact and entertain as well. Now, it's a series or a movie? Series. Yeah. Okay. And is it based on your life at all? Uh, there's pieces. Yeah. There's yeah. pieces. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and a comedy? There'll be funny parts. It's more along the lines of an eco vigilante. I've always been a peaceful warrior, you know. I spent a lot of my early childhood as more the warrior side. Now I'm more yeah, the peaceful yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, this is an eco vigilante that is righting the wrongs for the planet in a unique way. Humor, yeah. you know, inspiration, education. There's just so many wrongs out there being committed against the planet and our environment and our animals. And right now we have to stand up and save it and be a part of the solution. I think this film series will be a great medium in order to educate and as well as provide actionable tips and tools. And with now, most of the time, environmentalists are considered more liberal, um, which I don't understand because I think everybody should be for the survival ability of this planet. <laughs> that makes sense yeah. to me. But what yeah. would you say you lean more left or right when it comes to that? Like, or how does that work like for you? Well, I live in Montana. So, so that's more uh, right. <laughs> exactly. Red. But yeah. like, but you're an environmentalist. Would you consider yourself environmentalist? 100%. You yeah. know, but I also hunt. I also own a bunch of guns. You know, I'm also yep. uh, big into the Second Amendment and freedom of speech. Yep. Yep. You know, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, 
I'm independent in that sense. Like, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to put yourself in a box. And, and I think that's one of the problems with our society is there's just this left or this right. And yep. I think when we can start to just find middle ground between these two parties, this division, uh, we'll start to make real change. How about we start talking about like right and wrong? instead of left and right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like what's, Amen. what's the survival of this planet and the sustainability of this planet, right? Like what's leads to survival, what leads to building and growth and flourishing and prospering rather than death and destruction. Like that's what it really, to me, comes down to. That's what I call myself. I call myself a right person, not right as far as left or right, or, but right. You know what yeah. I mean? Not being right, but being successful. Yeah. So anyway, that's off topic. But what is it that you're most <laughs> proud of so far, brother? Well, I would just say I'm proud that I actually have selfless service as a foresight in a forefront in my decision making. And truthfully, and I don't say that as like a ego stroke on myself in some weird way. Like accolades are great, but I really do think with a selfless service mindset now and just from the person I once was which was very much about me and my own personal gain. I'm so proud that the fact that I actually do consider how I can positively impact others with each and every action. I love that, man. That's good. Well said. Well said. Now, there's something I wanted to ask you before that. Uh, shoot. Uh, anyway, let's go into the hack. So give us some <laughs> hacks. Give us some hacks to how to be a happy hustler. Yeah, man. Well, they're all in this book, but to just run through it briefly... I broke my life down into these 10 alignments, essentially 10 areas of life. And it makes up an acronym called Soul Mapping. I know you like acronyms. You got Vital. And I love that on my show, which was a great episode. C-Rock drops yeah, thank you. fire thank you. on the mic. So <laughs> check that out. And my whole acronym is called Soul Mapping, your soul's map to the blissfully balanced promised land. And you know, the S makes up selfless service. We just talked about it. O, optimize health. U, unplug digitally. L loving relationship. So those are the that's the soul part, okay? And then you got the mapping part, M mindful spirituality, A abundance financially, P personal development, P passionate hobbies and then I impactful work, capping it off with N nature connection. Okay? So these are the 10 alignments and I have basically a chapter for each. Now here's how you actually implement this. I measure myself and the happy hustlers do as well in each of these 10 different alignments every single week. Typically on Sunday evenings, I rank myself one to five. I wasn't much for school, but I do know the grading scale. Five <laughs> would be an A, one is an F. Okay. So you rank yourself. You say, oh man, you know, I didn't volunteer last week much. I, I probably was a two or a three. Okay. So you look at that score and then you prioritize change accordingly for the week ahead. Because I believe what you can measure, you can manage. And that is a hack, first and foremost, a happy hustle hack. The second happy hustle hack that I want to give each and every one of your listeners is it's often difficult to balance all these different things. You know, a lot of people will be on a Zoom call and they're thinking about their family, and then they're with their family and they're thinking about their Zoom call and they're yeah. not doing either effectively. You know, so yeah. one of the biggest happy hustle hacks I can just give each and every listener is you must prioritize and give equal importance to each of these 10 alignments. However, you have to focus on one at a time, yeah, right? And that's yeah, the kicker. Yeah. It's like, when you're here, I'm talking to C-Rock, I'm all here. You know, I'm not present, thinking about present. the fish tacos I'm having yeah. later, although yeah. I'm going to have some great fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, don't, you know, I love it. And what I talk about a lot is the assessment leads to elevation. 
And what you're talking about there, I do a thing every day at the end of the day where I assess those areas, not those specific, but they probably relate pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But I do it because I, that way tomorrow I can fix it before I, if I don't do it by the end, like I'm not hating on you, man, but like the week might be too long for me. Some yeah. people might work month. Some people don't do it at all. Some people do it once a year. Yep. To me, if I do it every day, I can correct it faster and get back yeah. on track, you know? So oh, I love well, it, man. I love it. Well, that. I got something for you. Inside the book, people would, would see um, a link to this blissful balancer whiteboard fridge magnet, but I actually do it every day. It just culminates to a final assessment at the end of the week. Okay. The whiteboard yeah, fridge magnet tracks an action task for each of these 10 areas. So for your workout for optimized health, did you work out 30 minutes today and drink a gallon of water? Check. It's binary. Yes or no. Did you, you know, unplug gotcha. digitally? Did you, you know, turn off your phone and digitally detox for the first 60 minutes of your day? So every single day at the end of the day, you'll see, did you do your action task for that particular alignment? So that would be right up your alley. And I'm going to send Love you a, a book Love and it. a whiteboard fridge magnet so you can uh, see how you so, like it. Yeah. So that book, hold that up again. It's called The Happy Hustle, right? It's called The Happy Hustle, 10 Alignments okay. to Avoid Burnout and achieve blissful balance. Yeah, so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, look, life is too short to not be happy. And the fact of the matter is my coach tells me all the time and he's like, dude, your freaking life is on the line every single day. Mm-hmm. Not like you're going to die, but how you're going to live this life. And people don't realize that like every single day, your life is on the line. Wake it up, man. Let's go. You know? Yeah. So dude, that's phenomenal. So what is it? What is it right now? And I know you're working on a, your your uh, project, right? But what is it right now? And maybe that's it. But what is it right now that if you knew you accomplished right now would light your ass up? That's something that you have your sights on. Is it that, or is there something else that you haven't talked about? Well, honestly, the film project—that's something I, I see as something very valuable down the line, probably in the next five years coming out. The thing that's in the most immediate future is helping my brother and I's eco business, ecobreakthroughs.com, really flourish because I see the plastic pollution epidemic as a huge opportunity, but also a disaster for our environment. And helping get this business to a place like he's going to speak in Dubai next week at the Global Citizens Forum. And, you know, he spoke at the United Nations about it. And he's an industry subject matter expert on plastic pollution epidemic. And, and we've created this eco cycle out of upcycled plastic waste. And if we can just put these eco centers to that produce, produce these eco, eco cycles, that would be a huge win. That would light my ass well, up. That would get me so excited. <laughs> well, what, what is an eco cycle? Like, what do you mean? Like, explain that. So, we have these eco centers. They're essentially a 40 foot shipping container outfitted with all the materials to upcycle plastic waste. So, think of a shredder, a melter, extruder, a press, and we empower the community to clean up their environment, all the plastic waste, bring it to the eco center. And then we upcycle that plastic waste into a actual bicycle made out of plastic waste. It's a bicycle. Oh, eco cycle. oh, oh, yeah. oh gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Now and we're talking. Okay. Got yeah. it. That's yeah. sick. And then, <laughs> well, look, so, so, so hold on a second. So there's a guy that in our 10X incubator where we're launching build, scale, sell 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. One's called, one of the products is called Trashmitter. And basically, it's a tech product that rewards people for picking up trash. And when people need junk or trash picked up, they get rewarded for it and it connects people to do that. I need to link you up with them. Please. Yeah. Because please. this is definitely in alignment with that for sure. For sure, brother. Yeah. Would love yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, how can my audience get in touch with you, brother, and engage with you? Well, I'd say the best way just right now would be thehappyhustlebook.com if they want to pick up a free copy. We're, we're doing the first thousand for free. 
All you do is help out with shipping and handling. So if you guys want a copy of that, thehappyhustlebook.com. And then, yeah, if you want to learn more about me or check out the Happy Hustle podcast, everything else is at carryjack.com. So yeah, those will be and that's good ways. The, and that's going to be spelled C-A-R-Y-J-A-C-K.com. Check it out. I'm looking at it right now. He's got an awesome picture of him fishing with a laptop, <laughs> <laughs> with a podcast mic and a dog looking at me. <laughs> so awesome. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. And I, I look forward to doing some things together with you in the future, man. Thank you, C-Rock, for having me. Appreciate you, brother. Peace and love, y'all. All right. All right. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike Searock. And this cat here, Carrie Jack, is unstoppable. He fits into the club. Go support him at carryjack.com or the Happy Hustle book. Go check that out. Read it. Let us know what you think and let them know that you heard them here on the What Are You Made Of podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like to watch these, go to YouTube and look up Mike Searock's Rocco. Subscribe there. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike crock.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me